what am I going to tell people when I walk out of this quarantine? What did you do during quarantine? Number one piece of advice would be to fail fast. And I don't think that's the best advice. Welcome to the Making It Podcast. My name is Kyler Miles, and today I have the amazing Izzy Lugo. He is the co-founder and COO of Urban Misfit Ventures. And you guys do everything from branding to video advertising and really just helping build companies' brands in the digital landscape. Is that right? Yeah, it is. I appreciate you having me on today. <laughs> Thank you, man. No, I appreciate it. So how are you dealing with this, you know, COVID-19 quarantine? I mean, we're all in this boat together. How are you dealing with it all? I'm stuck inside like you. Um, but it's, it's, it's been interesting, honestly, like I, um, from the business standpoint, like, um, as we were talking before we, we press record, like a lot of our contracts are on hold right now. Um, Unfortunately, the Democratic National Convention was supposed to come to Milwaukee in July. Uh, that has since been pushed back to, I believe, August right now. Um, have a lot of deals on the fringe of basically being terminated because uh, that convention uh, might go, um, more, more than likely will go virtual. Uh, so a lot of the content that we're going to do for different brands, for the CNNs of the world, for all this stuff, we were, were kind of at a loss. We don't have anything really put together just yet on as to how we're going to bring that back. But a lot of, a um, lot of contracts just being put on hold at this point. So since that's on a holding pattern, I've just been focusing really on what I can do uh, to make sure that the lights are still on and everything like that. So um, while yes, I'm an entrepreneur and everything like that, I've been getting into, I, I am finishing a, a sneaker design course at the Fashion Institute of Technology. Um, oh, cool. So this has really helped me focus on that and uh, how that transforms over time and um, kind of leaning into that a little bit more and getting really hands-on with different materials. Uh, I taught myself how to sew, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, I'm happy to hear that you're taking such a, you know, this is a horrific event that's happening globally and you're not the only business that's being affected by it. thousands, if not like tens and hundreds of thousands of businesses are, are sometimes shutting down, losing revenue. I mean, had to lay off thousands of people. It's a real epidemic that's, it's hurting a lot of not only creatives, but people in, in all sorts of industries. But that you're taking, you know, a positive spin on it and, and learning and, and trying new things. And that's something I'm trying to do, you know, on my free time. I'm lucky that I, I am still employed and still working nine to five, but trying to keep myself from improving. Like I always say to myself, how am I, what am I going to tell people when I walk out of this quarantine? What did you do during quarantine? What yeah. did you learn? And I love that you're, you're doing that sneaker course. That's cool. Sewing. Like I've never tried sewing. I don't know if it's any fun, but yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's like it. therapy, honestly. Like I obviously with the business and all the overhead, like I get stressed when I first started the business, I had hair. Um, and now I don't have any <laughs> hair. Like obviously I get really stressed and it's more of, um, it's, I don't know. It's become fun. But when I first started, like it was a lot of bruising of the fingers. I do everything by hand, no machines. So like learning was a hard part, but like now it's just therapy to me. Even if I'm just sewing something stupid, um, at least I'm sewing and getting it out, like getting my head clear. Mm -hmm. 
For me, I feel like, yeah, it's like playing video games or something yeah. mundane that like takes your mind out, out of what your stresses are, you know, and, exactly. and sewing. Uh, my girlfriend loves to, to work out and, and like, that's awesome. I'm trying to get back into that. That's been tough too at home quarantine. Yeah. But, um, really, let's maybe I can ask you a couple questions. What yeah. I tried to get out of this podcast is really about people's stories about how they made their life a reality. And mm -hmm. I started off with the podcast talking about myself. I came from a sales background, moving into the creative space within six months to a year, really landing on my feet where I'm at right now, which is simply PHP, a startup in, in Montreal and, and doing all their content creation and, and just having a lot of fun doing it. And started off sharing that story and moving into now other people's stories. Um, I don't know if you want to take a step back into your life and, and yeah. guide us through kind of that entrepreneurial journey. Cause I find a lot of people want to start their own businesses nowadays, their side hustles, all these types of things. So I don't know if you want to take a step back and kind of walk us through a little bit of that journey. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's crazy. A lot of people, a lot of contacts, like old friends from high school or whatever on Facebook, everyone's starting a blog these days, um, which is, <laughs> I mean, people need to get their thoughts out. I, I encourage it. But um, for me, dude, like I, I come, I'm originally from Chicago, um, Illinois, grew up in the city for a little bit. And then my parents um, didn't want me to grow up in the area we were growing up in. They grew up there. So they're like, no, it's kind of a rough part of town. So they grinded like crazy. My dad, um, I hear stories all the time. My dad biked to work at least like four miles every day uh, to make sure he made ends meet. And uh, he actually did. And so did my mom and um, moved us out to the suburbs. So we went, I went to high school and some of middle school out in a small town called Huntley, Illinois, literally um, surrounded by in three parts, the schools were surrounded by cornfields. So I went from going to school in the middle of the city to this like cornfield, which was really weird to me. Um, and then I also, um, something that stood out to me growing up was I grew up like in the city. I had a whole bunch of like, my friend group was very diverse. It was people from all different types of backgrounds. It, it represented the city of Chicago, right? And uh, when I moved out to Huntley, it was very one-sided perspective. It was, uh, um, upper middle class Caucasian, um, mm. which is nothing wrong with that. But I didn't get the, uh, I, I realized very quickly that a lot of people didn't have the same perspective that I did. Mm. Um, but as I started growing up, like I, I always told people like, I was huge into sports to this day, massive into sports. But I really wanted to chat about or I really wanted to go into sports and I knew I wasn't going to be an athlete. Like I, I, for whatever reason, I always knew that even though I was, I was a pretty good athlete, I always knew I wasn't going to get paid to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I needed to figure something else out. And um, ever since I was little, I, um, I really put this guy on a pedestal. His name is Drew Rosenhaus. Um, and then the other guy, Scott Boris, they're both uh, sports agents. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> massive uh drew rosenhaus is in the nfl i think he's dabbled in other agencies or other sports and then scott boris is in the mlb um i believe last year he had uh four four or five um signings of his clients and you he made them over a billion dollars combined Jeez. um yeah so like that's like i don't know why but i always told people like hey I'm, I'm going to be in sports. I'm not going to be an athlete, but I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be the guy representing these people. And I That's wanted cool. to take it a, a different spin. Um, 
really wanted to go into the marketing side. So less the contract negotiating between team and player and more uh, between athlete and Doritos or athlete and Nike, mm. stuff like that. Mm. And um, as time went on, like I really got into the, um, I really started looking into colleges and uh, played baseball throughout high school. And uh, I wanted to be far, I, I, I ended up graduating high school early and doing uh, oh, the cool. semester I had graduated high school early with, um, I just decided to enroll in my community college and um, enrolled there. And it was probably one of the best lessons I ever had in my life because I, I found out how much flexibility came with college. Um, and I actually flunked all four, cl all four classes um, that I took. <laughs> and like I was, I was I, since I was 16, I was working at uh, Played Against Sports and I decided to pick up more shifts at Played Against Sports instead of like showing up to my classes and all this stuff. And um, while my parents were pissed and probably still pissed to this day um, <laughs> that we wasted money on that, like we, I, I, I got a learning hurt. Like I got to learn very quickly compared to, I mean, some of the kids that were just messing around in their senior year, just trying to float on by. Um, it was a really, really big learning curve. So mm. I ended up, I told myself, I was like, all right, I, I want to be close to home, but I want to be close enough that my parents can't visit me. But I also want to be close enough that if I need to go home and have dinner or my, my mom's making rice and beans, like I'm going home. <laughs> and so I landed, I was looking into Iowa. Um, Iowa, there was literally nothing in Iowa. I wanted to be in a city. So there's no really big cities in Iowa. I didn't want to go to Chicago because that was too close to my parents. Um, and the fam and I really wanted to be alone uh, for whatever reason so I landed on Milwaukee which was about an hour and a half away from um, the small town we were living in at the time um, while my parents were and uh, went to school at Cardinal Stritch University uh, mm. met, met up with Q uh, he was actually my my college roommate um, randomly and ended up running track with Q in college um, just as a walk-on it was pretty cool and then ended up uh, my first athlete representation, anything like I was sitting down and talking to my track coach. I was like, I don't want to run. Like, this is like, not me. Like mm -hmm. I was definitely the dude that would half-ass workouts and all my, my baseball, like all my baseball <laughs> teams or like workouts or anything like that. So I never wanted to be a track athlete. I was showing, I was showing up. I was I, probably the best shape I've had ever been in in my life, but I didn't want to do it. And they were like, Hey, we need help recruiting. It was a new track team. So mm. um, I was like, yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of really good athletes that come from the area that I'm from. And they're like, yeah, just try to get some over. Um, ended up bringing four or five recruits over. Actually recruited somebody for the women's basketball team that ended up being like huge for the women's basketball team as well. Um, nice. But we, like, that was my first, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. All the while mm -hmm. I was studying, studying sports management, um, doing all these different internships. So I was definitely not the best student in the world because I was still cutting class to go to work, but work this time actually made sense because I was going, I was cutting class to go to my internships where I was actually learning instead of hearing my 80 year old teacher talk for 40, 40 minutes, um, mm -hmm. talk about the good times. And um, like, it was a really, really cool experience. Uh, ended up, I, I did a ton there. I was, uh, I started with the Brewers as a mascot, uh, ended up getting an internship with a smaller like minor league team doing the same thing and then getting into marketing and sales and all these different things. And when it came to graduation, I had a job with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, um, had offers from really all over the place, the New York Mets, the Brooklyn Nets, 
Portland Trailblazers, Miami Dolphins, and ended up staying in Milwaukee because I liked the city so much. And it was cheaper than anywhere else that had offered me a job. And uh, stayed and um, got a job with the Bucks. Six months in, hated it. Mm. Hated, hated everything about it. I was like, this isn't what I signed up for. And I was at a place where like no one, no college, nobody teaches this, but like I was at a really dark place where I was like, damn, I need to, I need to figure out like what I want to do. So I said, all right, I'm selling tickets for the bucks. Maybe I can sell sponsorship and let my creative brain work a little bit more. Mm. And so I started looking for uh, sponsorship jobs and this local uh, indoor soccer, uh, professional indoor soccer team uh, was available or there was a position available. And I just so happened to intern there uh, during college and they offered me the job and I was there for a year and a half, did some of my best work, but there was still something naggy at me. And, um, I don't like, it was, I was at the darkest place in my life because I was like sitting there and I I think I cried more than I ever have in front of my girlfriend. And Mm. like, I was just sitting there. I didn't know what to do. Like, I was like, no one tells you, no college teaches you what to do when you study something and you want to be something your entire life. But when you real you recognize that that isn't your, your passion anymore, Mm -hmm. what do you do? And no one teaches you that you just got to figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to swear. Um, no, no worries. Spear right, cool. <laughs> um, but like, I was just in a really, really, really dark place and decided one day to walk in, uh, not smart at all, but decided one day to walk in and quit my job. Uh, I was unemployed after that for three months. Uh, my girlfriend spotted me on rent a lot. I was paying student loans with credit cards. Very, very stupid decision for me, but like it allowed me to like explore. So mm. I was, getting at the time I'd started this MKE foodie account. Um, so I was actually approaching local businesses. So like partner with the account, like Instagram account, stuff like that and got free food. It wasn't monetized just yet, but I was at least getting free food. So nice. <laughs> I called it, I called it fooditized instead of monetized. Um, but they, it was a really, really cool experience, but I like hit up Q one day. Um, he was being, he was being himself Q the entrepreneur, but, uh, he had two like almost failing businesses at the time. And he's like, yeah, I, I want to really try to pivot into something else. I really want to do something else. And I sat down with Q for about an hour and a half. We chatted um, and he was like, Hey, I have these two like creatives that like would literally leave their jobs if we can give them a reason to. And so I talked with Q, Brema and Eric one day over, I had picked up a, a quick job fixing bikes at the local bike share so I could pay rent that month. Cause I didn't want my, my girlfriend to pay rent mm-hmm. it was three straight months for me and um approached a b- local bike share i was like hey I'm, I'm gonna get lunch with these guys as soon as i got lunch with them we landed on this idea that we were gonna host a traveling podcast and i walked in for whatever reason and quit my job again like a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> um quit my job and they actually i still have the keys to this i still have to drop them off um i can i still have the keys for the bike place because they didn't think that I would succeed. Um, so they're like, well, you have a job here when you fail, essentially. And I was like, <laughs> all right, bet. So um, the, the traveling podcast idea, like we did that for two weeks and it sucked. Like I was like, wait, that's dumb. Like, how are we going to pay for any of this? Like we don't have sponsors. We don't have networks like that. Like this is mm-hmm. very dumb. And and when was this traveling idea? Uh, two years ago. So okay. it was actually, it was this time two years ago, actually. Okay. Um, and 
we pivoted not too like I think it was in May we pivoted into a content agency. We started making videos for people and the first video we made for someone uh like opened the door to like four other companies looking for the same thing and then that opened the door for like eight other companies. It's like, "Oh shit, we have something here." Like let's just be an agency. Let's be like mm. I didn't want to just call ourselves videographers because I wasn't the guy behind the camera, but mm -hmm. I was helping a lot with the sales and everything like that. So I was like, why don't we just pivot into a content agency and put some more strategy behind everything. Um, and that's what we've done. Uh, it's been almost two years legally um, in August will be two, uh, two years officially, mm -hmm. but it, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we've, we've partnered with um, hockey teams. We've partnered with the bucks. We partnered with the world's largest, largest music, music festival and summer fest and then we've partnered with individuals like helping them with their personal brands and everything like that it's mm -hmm. it's, been a, it's been a lot of fun and while like the agency has transformed uh, it's ever it's constantly transforming mm -hmm. always hovers around video um, mm -hmm. and, and content really and just mm -hmm. making sure it, like i don't want to you you'll see on our website we might have photography but like i don't I'm not actively approaching XYZ brand for product shots. I'm approaching them for, Hey, let's sit down and have a conversation about actual like good content with a story and everything mm -hmm. like that, because that's what we, we really focus on. Mm -hmm. so it's been, it's been a long ride, but it's been fun. That's so cool. You know, <clears throat> for someone who's listening to your story for the first time, you know, hearing about the ups and downs, the quitting, the debt, the girlfriend paying, like, there's so many stories like that. The more I interview people, people saying they were the most oppressed, they were at the lowest point in their life before they had this epiphany or they just like stumbled across it by accident, what they want to do. And what I really like is that you're a go-getter. Like you, you just go and try. And a lot of the challenges I'm seeing, or at least people are asking me, like, how do you do this? Like, what if I do this and it doesn't work out? And you're not afraid of failure. You, you want to learn, you want to grow, and you are okay to pivot. And I feel yeah. like change is a, such a scary, has a, has a negative, you know, um, dictation to it that people think, oh, that's, that's bad. That's scary. I don't want it. And throughout your entire story, I'm listening. It's like, you're changing all the time. You're moving, you're changing schools. You went into the profession that you study for. It wasn't the right one that happened to me. You know, I studied yeah. for sales, went into sales, except I stuck with it for almost six, seven years. And I, you know, I look back, I knew that it wasn't the right fit within my first year, but I just yeah. did it because, well, I went to school for it. I paid all this money and, and, you know, you eventually you start to get decent at it. You make good money. And, and so I thought that was life, you know, like I hated Mondays going into work and, and love Fridays. Um, you know, always some cool perks and stuff like that. But for you, you just kept pivoting and trying. And I, I love that. I want more stories and more people to hear that kind of, um, that kind of story. Yeah. I dude, like, I think we, there's a saying right now, I think VC, a lot of VCs say it and they, like entrepreneurs reach out to these VCs and they're like, Hey, my number one piece of advice would be to fail fast. And I don't think that's the best advice. Like, I think it's just to go out there and jump. And if you, don't jump or if you jump and like it fails then like learn from it and keep moving um mm -hmm. we're not taught 
how to deal with failure, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, even if like tomorrow, if our agency, I, I told you this earlier, like if our agency closed because of this entire situation tomorrow, mm-hmm. I keep looking at it from the bright side and like, Hey, I didn't drive it to the ground. It, it took like this a p- global pandemic for me to have to close my business. Like that, mm-hmm. like that's where my head's at right now. And I think that's where it's always going to be at. Like, because I know that I'm constantly going to be looking for the next thing. And I think my parents instilled that in me from a very young age. Like my parents were always constantly telling me and my brother to go try new things, whether it was Mm -hmm. literally just trying to find friends when it was just us in the house, when we first moved out there to um, literally like my brother got into cross country in middle school and we were like wait none of us run like what the hell but like go and do it like that's dope like that's that's something that we should be doing and that's i don't think a lot of people do that enough like i think there's especially now with damn social media like so many people are (laughs) like parents everybody are so worried about like what other people are gonna think Mm -hmm. and like we have to just rid yourself of that and like i experience everything from I mean, people telling me I am going to fail to, I mean, just blatant racism. And I just, Mm -hmm. I let it phase me maybe for like 30 seconds to like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's like an hour, but like after that, I'm like, all right, I know. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Just keep moving. The biggest thing I think I learned um, about myself and, and you said it like caring what other people think judgment, right? I, I think I stayed at my sales job and I bounced different companies, but I was always in sales, right? Either sales, like um, software development or what have you. Um, I, I feared judgment of others. I yeah. feared like, what would people think? I went to school for this. And then after one year I quit, like I, I'm a failure. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm all these words and I was putting myself down. And so for now for six, seven years, I did that exact thing with just different companies, different titles, but doing the same thing that I really didn't enjoy. Yeah. And to your point, like, um, fail fast. The advice I got was like sample try. Like if you're not sure what you want to do, spend this time under quarantine to try different things, you know, learn how to sew, learn different courses. I know a lot of universities are giving out free courses online and, you know, university is not for everybody uh, and and no problem, but there's free education online. Go to YouTube. You can learn a new skill. Part of my story is I'm originally from the West coast. So from Vancouver, BC, Uh, my girlfriend lives here in Montreal. So I actually moved out here to be closer to her. And for the first time, um, she had a, like a DSLR, a camera, and I've always been interested in that field, but never picked it up because, well, it costs like a thousand dollars to get a camera. Like, why would I invest that kind of money in, in a hobby I may not be good at? And this was the opportunity for me to try it. And then every day after work, and I mean, every single day after work and walking to work, I brought that camera around taking photos, doing all sorts of things. And it became now this is my entire life. Now I edit videos all day. I take photos, not right now because we're quarantined, but (laughs) even I'm trying to do be more creative at home and, and make that part of my life. So trying, I loved what you said that trying different things was if I didn't, take that risk and coming out here and try something new and try to at least make myself happy. I would never have discovered it. Right. Exactly. That's, it's something, like I said, like, it's just something we need to start instilling from in people at a very young age or else like 
we're just going to keep going into the same damn circle and it's 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 dumb really like there's mm-hmm. i mean they're like right now gen z is like the number one i believe the number one um like job that gen z keeps saying that they want is to be an influencer <laughs> and like okay that's cool but like you don't understand like so much so much stuff comes with being a quote-unquote influencer but like at the end of the day you have to have like tough ass skin if you're going to be an influencer like mm-hmm. whether it's an ig model or somebody that's really into video games that gets sponsored or somebody that's really into shoes that gets sponsored like you have to get you got you got to learn that people are going to have opinions but it doesn't mean shit like mm-hmm. it really doesn't and um obviously there's a select few people that you really care about their opinions your parents your mentors blah 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 but like from the outsider's perspective if they're just hating to hate just move on. Do you have any advice for people? Like, I think that's a big root cause from why it didn't change sooner. Yeah. You know, that judgment of others is, do you have any advice or any feedback about how to stop giving a fuck? Like yeah. what other people think, like, is there any advice you have on that? Yeah. The first thing I did um, when I was with the Bucks, and I'm not afraid to say this, but like I started surrounding myself with everybody that worked for the Bucks. And then I realized like, the the people that worked for the Bucks, my coworkers, weren't mingling with the people that like my like homies, like my everybody that I went to college with, like mm-hmm. even my cousins or my brother when he came up, like stuff like that, and they weren't intermingling too much. And I was like, that's weird. Um, and I started looking at it, and like I think it's just very very essential that you look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Like I was surrounding myself with these guys because I thought it would push me forward, but they were actually pulling me back. And while Mm -hmm. like I was just left in the tracks from my other friends that were just killing it. And Mm -hmm. um, while I might've had this job with the Bucks that people are like, Oh yeah, you have free tickets, free tickets, free tickets. Like I wasn't doing shit. Like I, I really wasn't. And while it was really cool to say, yeah, I work for the Bucks. Like, didn't really mean anything and like so many people hold that so close to themselves whether it's a title or anything like i you can call me an intern at my own business i could care less like Mm -hmm. i have the coo title and i don't even think it reflects what i do at work most of the Mm -hmm. time like i don't Mm -hmm. care and Mm -hmm. um that's just that's just who we are like that's how i how i view it is just to really focus on who you're surrounding yourself with to start because if those people are, are really pulling you back, then you got to leave them in your dust at some point. Um, mm-hmm. if you want to grow, I used to, and I still do. I like, I don't think you just get rid of it, that feeling, yeah. but I used to chase after that title. Like yeah. I want that neck. I want that management title. I wanted that this title I want. And again, at least from, from my experience, it came down to that. I want people to, you know, praise me, think I look good and, and I want to yep. flex, you know, and I don't have a big following on, on social, on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, I have a little bit more, but it, yeah. it, it's that I want people to know that like, I'm doing good, you know, I'm doing well and, and afraid to put those failures and those, um, those L's, those loses out yeah. there. Yeah. It's crazy. I just, it's crazy that we're talking about this. Like I was looking at my Instagram not too long ago and just scrolling through and I just thought about the idea of instagram and how we all have an instagram and we're just posting pictures of ourselves and people like it and i was like (laughs) 
this is like, if you really, really think about that, that's weird as hell. Um, but like people, like we all love it. And I started, I was like, you know what? I'm going to change it up a little bit. So like my last, I don't even know so many posts. Like I, I think I threw one post of me actually talking, but like most of the posts that I actually do are with people and like talking about the people and less about me and Mm -hmm. more about the people that I'm quote unquote highlighting or anything like that. And, um, I've seen an uptick in engagement, but then I've also seen just an overall change in my view on Instagram too. Like it, it, it it's not just on Instagram too. I, I think mm-hmm. it's like LinkedIn. It's, it's definitely social media centric that everybody's out there obviously for themselves, which is great. Like let's build your business. But mm-hmm. when does it come to a point where it's time to like help others and really like just tell those stories, tell other somebody else's story rather than mm-hmm. yourself. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. We just got to a point where we're all just conceited at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like uh, starting this podcast, I said the first five episodes were about me, right? About, yeah. cause I, my goal was to share that you can accomplish your dreams. And I always feel cheesy saying that um, because you, it's so cliche, but in my case, it was so true. Like, as a kid, I always loved making videos and acting and being in plays, but I never thought I would like you, like, Oh, I never thought I'd be that athlete that would play in the, you know, the NBA or the NFL, whatever. Yeah. Um, I never thought I would be a successful actor. I never thought I would be on the big screen. And so I was just like, I'm not even going to try, you know, I had troubles reading as a kid. I was like, how am I going to read a script? You know? So yeah. I just never even, never even went down there. And so that, again, that fear that everything that goes on in your head, we all go through it. And it's so crazy that you say that, like, so when I started this podcast, it was about me, but then now I'm interviewing these guests and I'm learning so much about that they went through something even 10 times as worse as myself or, and look how, where they are now. And you learn, and I'm going through this huge self-development course through my own podcast. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy experience. They, same thing with Instagram. Like I posted something this morning about um, self-awareness and most of the posts uh, that I do are like flashy, you know, videos that I spent, you know, tens of hours of working on and it's fun and, you know, yeah. dripping coffee, cool way, whatever. And, but there's other than entertaining uh, entertainment, there's no real value there. Right. It's just kind of cool. Oh, nice. But yeah. I got way more engagement with this self-awareness post, which took me far less time and, and really just dive deep into someone else's own journey of their self-awareness. And so yep. just jumping on your point, yeah, like talking about the community and, and bringing others into your feed, whether it be LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. I mean, that's what we all are craving for. Like when I'm looking on YouTube, I'm looking up interests that other people have. Yeah. Um, I, I'm into video. So I look up other videographers, what they're doing and, and they're bringing other people and I discover them. And it's like, we're a family, we're a community. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. You say that, that we all post ourselves trying to flex. Yeah. And now I've done something similar. I try to post something different, just slightly different than what I'm used to. And not only did I get a little bit more engagement, but I got actual messages of people like, Oh, I love this. Yeah. So it was, it was a cool experience. And that just happened this morning. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, wait, like yesterday, um, actually on Friday, I went over 20,000 followers on LinkedIn and normally like that would be like a huge thing for me. Um, just like 
I don't look at it the way that everybody else does because like, yes, I got more followers. It's more like, I remember how much it took for me to post my first video. And I remember how much it took for me to like consistently be posting. And now it, it comes off as like nothing for me, one. And then two, it's like, I put in all this work and people actually care. Like that's the coolest thing to me. Like 20,000 people give a shit and mm-hmm. that's dope. Like, and on Friday I was like, I saw the number and I was like, Oh shit. I went over it and started looking more. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to make a post about this. It sounds a little conceited right now, especially given the global situation that we're all in. And this weekend I was talking with my parents and my family. It was on a, couple of zoom and like skype meetings um not meetings um just conversations with them and Mm -hmm. we were all chatting and like everybody's like talking about their like small little wins that they've had like everything from hey i got a stimulus check like that's gonna help a lot to Mm -hmm. um just so having my tax return came in or or Mm -hmm. like little things like that and um i started thinking i was like damn like this is it like yeah, a large number, but there's a small win for me. Like I, I want to celebrate it. And mm-hmm. um, so Monday morning I posted it and I had some messages that like, you're still conceited, whatever. But like most of the messages were actually like very positive. Like you have a great spin on what you're actually talking about. Like it's, it's less about you and it's more about just celebrating the wins. Like I, like mm-hmm. the copy above, like I, I didn't want it to be just about how I went over 20,000 followers. It was more about me just talking about like hey like it's okay to celebrate the little things right now because those are the things that are going to continue to push us forward and humanity forward or else like what are we really celebrating like all of us stuck inside because there's a virus going around there's nothing to celebrate with that so if we don't celebrate these little things we're not going to stay sane really um especially looking for that human interaction and i think everything like that so it's i think there it's just a slippery slope at the end of the day like you can come off as extremely conceited or you can come off as, okay, like this is just a small win for this dude. And he's, he's going to can, or a humble brag as a comment saw or comment (laughs) was put, but like, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with this, but I think a lot of it has to do with perspective. You know, we all have a different perspective. We all look at the world through the lens of our own perspective. And the more people you talk to, the more places you go, the more perspective you gain. And your perspective of growing up in Chicago, uh, moving, moving away from them to try, you know, doing this on your own is someone's perspective versus me. uh, Like I, I, the first time I moved was across the country. I didn't move out of my house uh, until I moved across the country and it was scary as hell Um, and and doing that. But now I have a new perspective of life, a new way of living here in Montreal is very different from Vancouver. And same thing when you share stories like this, you gain uh, someone else's point of view and and you can either disagree or agree, but it, it, it creates that kind of that happiness, like you sharing about, um, your taxes getting that return reminds me of like a small win I had early on this week that my boss gave me a huge compliment that I kind of was like oh yeah thanks and glossed over but really it's like when someone that you care about like your employer giving you a meaningful comment like you should you should be more happy like yeah I did a good job like I yeah. did a good job and that's so cool and so 
again, that's why I love doing this. Like you, you gain perspective of others and, and appreciation for the small things. Cause you, you know, we live in a consumer centric society, um, you know, where I always want that for me, <laughs> I always want the next cool camera, you know, and it's yeah. like 1200, two thousand dollars you know and it's like i and i'm always wanting more so that could be better and you know improve and all that kind of stuff but again it's appreciating what you have and what you have right now and i think that comes down to perspective i don't know if you agree with that or definitely definitely i think like i mean anything i mean like i can go back yesterday like one of the comments on my post was uh so to give some context i posted about the twenty thousand followers uh, in my car. And I just so happened to have my hood on. And one of the comments on that post was, you look like you're going to rob a bank and hashtag Trayvon Martin. And that's just like, if you don't know about the situation, look it up, but that's like not cool. Um, mm. And like, it's a completely different perspective, right? So like, whoever commented that probably like, that's their only, mm-hmm. like, only experience with somebody wearing a hood or anything like that. Or like, I mean, something as simple as like some, some of my friends from high school that I still talk to, like, don't recognize the, the little things that I recognize. Like I said before, like the, the perspectives that coming from Chicago to then growing up, like finishing up my schooling in the suburbs was completely different. And people like to this day, like they don't really get like where I'm coming from. I talk a lot about uh, diversity and inclusion. I talk a lot about how like equity is very, very needed, especially right now. And some people don't like that. And while everybody's entitled to their opinion, I am entitled to mine. And if, if you <laughs> yeah. don't, if you don't think that um, I should have the same experience as you, or my son should have the, I don't have a son, but my future son should mm-hmm. have the same experience as your daughter. Like that's, that's your opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. and you're entitled to it, but Mm -hmm. I respectfully disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy the world we live in and going back to, to Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah, you, you do. I, I follow people that all they do is flex on themselves and I get trapped in that consumerism and then I get insecure about myself and, Oh, I'm not, I'm not, as good as him. I'm not, uh, and then I, like, I was supposed to film yesterday and to be honest, I didn't, I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't, I, I don't know what it was. If I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or I just didn't have the heart to do it. And, and I think it stems from what you're saying. Right. And yeah. it, it's just crazy. Is there, do you have any advice for, obviously we both come to the video space, right? Yeah. And we're talking a lot about perspective and, and why people are posting. And uh, we are all in a time where, we're at home. We're consuming a lot more. I got up a notification probably this weekend that you went up your uh, weekly, you know, screen time on your iPhone, like, yeah. like eight hours, something crazy like that. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. And what, do you have any advice or tips for people as they're consuming and they want to accomplish X, you know, any t- advice for them on how they can go out and do that? You know, we talked about trying, we talked about failing fast, we talked about perspective. What, any tips for them? Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I think some of the best conversations I've had with people, um, and I'm not trying to knock the education system, but like a lot of people that I talk to, like most of their skills is gained from simply saying, fuck it, I'm going to watch this video on YouTube. 
and mm-hmm. go from there. And mm-hmm. um, it's crazy. Like there's, I mean, the internet is a school at this point, as long as you put, you find the great, your great resources and everything like that. Like my sneaker design course is mm-hmm. fully online and it's all videos. I don't talk to any teachers. I submit my projects. That's that. And what's like, I have a year to complete the certificate so I can get it done in two months or I can do it in 12 months mm-hmm. completely on my own time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's to utilize the re- the free resources that we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, really. I think that's the, that's a, that's the main thing really. Like I, I didn't know shit about QuickBooks. I didn't know anything about accounting. I got a D minus in accounting and I somehow my college passed me and I graduated, but like, I have to do the accounting. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, damn, like it's either I, I can't, I'm not graded on this. Like the IRS comes knocking or they don't like it's, it's <laughs> one or two things. So um, like I just pushed myself to use those resources. And mm-hmm. if we all just collectively like use the, the free resources that we're all given, I think society as a whole will take a step forward, but mm-hmm. there's just a lot of people that are completely fine with just, chilling and that i'm not saying that that's bad it's just that's great if as long like if you want to go and get a nine to five full like the rest of your life retire at 55 and that's that like that's great like that's your life plan but i don't think we should be judging each other based off of me wanting to work 13 hours in it a day or like somebody Mm. wanting to work two hours a day but those two hours are extremely productive and they make millions of dollars like we can't judge each other i'm like stupid bullshit like that so mm-hmm. um just utilize the free resources to answer your question very long form answer i do the same <laughs> <laughs> I, I i couldn't agree more i learned this craft all on youtube yeah maybe a few articles but i i learned from watching and doing and i would literally put, you know i have two screens right now i have this screen and i have a bigger screen here i'd put the youtube video here premiere pro final cut yeah. pro uh, after effects here and just watch and learn and then repeat. And I did that for a year and I still do that. Wow. And I continuously, m- my whole career right now is from the university of YouTube yeah. and that is my education. And I'm not afraid to tell people that because it's, you know, Adobe has a great online, like natively in the platform, I use the, the learnings that they have. There's so many resources that, that can be used and, People I find um, when they want to learn something like, let's say making bread, I don't know. I watched that video like this weekend. So it's, in, yeah. it's on my mind. Um, we wanted to make bread, you know, do things as a couple and we went straight to YouTube. Like that's, Oh, okay. I want to learn how to make bread. I'm going to go to YouTube. But yeah. when it comes to learning like a passion or something that you, you people get lost to like, Oh, I don't know where to go, who to ask. And it's like, you, you can probably find it either on video or an article somewhere on YouTube. I mean, the internet is vast. And yes, there's some trolls out there that will put false information or maybe do some research on the info that you see. But mm-hmm. I mean, mo- nine times out of 10, when I look up a video, the first few popular ones are normally the right ones. Yeah. The ones that I learn the best from. So I, I-, I couldn't agree more with that advice. I mean, I'm, I'm here today because of YouTube. So <laughs> seriously, it's uh it's a, I mean, it's, it's a free platform. Like why not use it? 
I love that. I love that. Is there any other, you know, we're coming up to the hour mark here. Um, Is there any other last minute thoughts you have in your mind as we're going through this conversation? Obviously, you know, we didn't plan um, what we're going to talk about. It is really just having a, you know, an honest conversation. And I liked where it went talking about different perspectives and, and different and judgment and stuff I'm really interested about. Um, Anyone else in that field or anyone else feeling the same way, any thoughts around um, going on in your mind right now that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. Um, I'm doing a ton right now. And I like some people, I have family that reach out to me. They're like, Oh, I'm, I'm not, I feel like I'm not doing anything when I hear like everything that you're doing. And <laughs> I, I'm doing, like I said, it, it's a ton. I'm working on this uh, sneaker design stuff. I, obviously working on the business businesses, um, really. Urban Miss Adventures is a holding company for two companies right now, uh, three uh, forthcoming, but um, obviously a lot of stuff going on, but just time management is just huge for me. Like I am going to school. I'm also managing uh, a few like side hustles that I do, um, whether it's running an Instagram account for someone or um, literally I'm designing a sneaker for UGG right now. Like there's a lot of things going on, but just time management is huge. So if you can get that down, like I have, I still have an agenda to this day. I used to get an agenda every year to start the school year. And I still have one to this day because like, that's what kept me organized and that Mm -hmm. continues to keep me organized. But um, I think if you use your time, you, you'd be amazed what you can do in a short amount of time. If you just use the time wisely Mm -hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm definitely one that uh, if like I have ADD, um, I will play video games right now for four hours and then be like, Oh shit, I should not have done that. But like, that's like, I'm not perfect, but if we can, if you can get that down, I, you'd be surprised. You know, I find when I write it down, I feel more accountable to me. Like if I put it on my wall, put it on my um, agenda, uh, on my eye account, like, you know, this podcast, obviously it's in the calendar. I knew it was happening at one o'clock today, my time, 12 o'clock your time, it's happening. And same thing, you should treat all of your tasks that you need to do like that. Like if you dedicate an hour and if you go over a little bit, no problem, but holding yourself accountable to that schedule too. Um, You know, my problem is I beat myself up. Sometimes I I put too much on the plate and then I need to, you know, leave the room and go spend time with my girlfriend and my family. Um, But uh, I, yeah, everything you're saying, honestly, I just, (laughs) I creep in. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, um, all your contact information I can put below. Um, cool. Again, this is the Making Up Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Miles. This was Izzy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, appreciate you coming on and talking just about everything we did. So thank yeah. you. Thanks for the invite, dude. Um, yeah, let, us, let me, I'm always open to messages anywhere. So uh, definitely hit me up. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And uh, we're signing out.